This is episode number 82 with the founder of Pantheon Investments and the author of The Holistic Wealth Strategy, Dave Walcott. Welcome to the Path to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Wes Barefoot, where it's my mission to help aspiring entrepreneurs and existing business owners take control of their lives and create freedom for themselves through business ownership. Each episode, I'll be exploring the strategies and tactics of other successful entrepreneurs that have created freedom in their own lives while sharing what I'm learning along my own path to freedom. I'm glad you're here. Let's drop in. Before we drop into the episode, a quick message from our sponsor, 919 Marketing. I've worked with 919 Marketing for years and there's no one I trust more with my marketing needs in any of our businesses. I've worked with them in our franchise businesses, in my consulting business. I've worked with them on the franchisor side and I love working with 919 because they take the time to listen. They take the time to understand what it is I'm looking to accomplish through my marketing, who I'm trying to reach, and then they help me put a plan together to do just that. I've worked with tons of marketing companies over the years, and too often, it's a one-size-fits-all approach, but not with 919 Marketing. In addition to that, they've developed some amazing technology called 919 Insights, franchising's first and only AI-powered analytics platform. With 919 Insights in place, 919 Marketing can identify the exact topics that matter to your franchise candidates and provide the specific roadmap to help your brand become the highest ranking and most trusted resource when they're searching for answers. So if you're ready to start getting better results from your marketing, and if you want a free demo of 919 Insights, reach out to Graham Chapman at 919-459-8157 or send them an email at gchapman at 919marketing.com to schedule your free demo today. So whether you're a franchisor, a franchisee, or just getting started in your first franchise business, make sure to check out 919 Marketing and tell them West Barefoot sent you. Now, let's drop into the episode. Hey, what's up? Path to Freedom listeners, quick question for you. Who's interested in building wealth? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming that financial freedom is a big part of what you're working towards or looking to accomplish or even looking to maintain if you've already gotten to that point. Well, my guest today, Dave Walcott, is going to be very interesting for any of those listeners out there that do have an interest in building wealth and creating financial freedom for themselves. Dave is the founder of Pantheon Investments and the author of The Holistic Wealth Strategy. And Dave, through his writing, also through his business, Pantheon Investments, his mission is to show people how to accelerate their financial future and really just live their life to the, the fullest potential, right? But he's all about helping people create an alternative wealth strategy outside of what traditional financial advisors and Wall Street uh, would have you do when it comes to investing your money. 
So Dave's focus is alternative investments. And a lot of what he talks about are things that I'm very interested in myself. I'm in the process of learning more about trying to educate myself on and looking to start doing more with these types of alternative investments. So I'm very glad to have connected with Dave. Very glad to have had him join me on the show. And I'm excited to bring this episode to you all today. So with that, let's go ahead and drop in with Dave Walcott. All right, what's up, everyone? I'm joined today by Dave Walcott. Uh, Dave is the CEO and founder of Pantheon Investments. Uh, Dave, thrilled to have you here. Looking forward to chatting with you on the podcast. So thanks for so much for joining us today. Awesome to be here, Wes. Well, look, I know we've had a chance to, to get to know each other a little bit, you know, preparing for this. And, and based on what I've learned about you, you know, no question that everything you'll share with us today is very relevant for the audience. And, and I'm going to get a ton of value from it. The listeners are going to get a ton of value from it. Uh, for those that, that may not be familiar with you, though, share a little bit, you know, who you are, what you're doing currently. And, and you've got an interesting background as well. So I want to make sure, you know, we get a little bit of the background story Uh everything that's led you up to this point. Yeah, absolutely, Wes. So probably like a lot of other listeners out there, um, I was raised in a middle-class family in Connecticut, and I followed that same conventional wisdom that I think we all got, right? Which is you got to go to school, get good grades, and then you're going to be able to get a job, right? And that was really this, you know, recipe for success. So I followed down that path, um, I got into uh, the George Washington University in DC. And then I went into the Marine Corps into the ROTC program. Um, and the Marine Corps was an awesome opportunity to, you know, travel to meet other people, um, but also really had a chance to learn other things they don't teach you really in the academic world, things like leadership, mm. uh, teamwork, integrity. Um, so, so that was really a great opportunity. And I really had a great sense of mission and purpose, uh, you know, when I was there, and I really enjoyed that. Once I transitioned after a few years there uh, into the corporate world, uh, I became immediately frustrated with not having that same sense of mission and purpose. Um, that started to become really frustrating. Uh, we started raising a family at the time, and we actually have triplets oh, wow. um, during that time. So I realized that I really had to move the needle in terms of like building wealth. I mean, how am I going to pay for college for four kids? Um, you know, how am I going to do this? How am I going to have retirement? Right. And then talking to all these financial planners over the years, it's like all they could tell me was that like, hey, the market's going to go up. It's going to go down, you know, but you're going to make 7% over yeah. the long haul. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I just said, I mean, this is crazy. So right about in 2000, I had the good fortune to read uh, Kiyosaki's books, right, that we yeah. all know, uh, Rich Dad, and also uh, Cashflow Quadrant, mm -hmm. right? And that really stuck out to me where I learned about this Cashflow Quadrant where in order to really set yourself up for success, the key was becoming a business owner, and also becoming an investor, 
So I dove, you know, head over heels into that, uh, started my own uh, tech consulting business after a few years after that, ran that for 13 years um, and exited and, and sold that. Um, I built uh, two other businesses as well and also started to get into this whole world of investing and investing into alternative assets, right? Assets that were, you know, cash flowing, really multidimensional, right? They, they were cash flowing. They had depreciation to them. Uh, there was good upside to them. And, and also you had control, Right. I think, Wes, that, that, you know, in this world of investing in 401ks and everything, people think you're not s- smart enough to handle your own money. Yeah. Right. And you have no control. So you throw it into this 401k and you can't pull it out till you're 59 and a half and all this. So I think it was really the entrepreneur in me that said, hey, I've got to really hack this system around building wealth because I want to I want to have a big impact in life. I want to live a big life. Um, so I was really motivated at the time about, you know, uh, uncovering, you know, creating freedom uh, for myself and for my family. Um, so really the past 20 years, I've actually spent uh, basically, you know, debunking myths and, mm-hmm. and creating essentially a roadmap, if you will, of how to build wealth outside of Wall Street. Um, and I published that in a book, which, you know, we, we can talk about and kind of try to create a system for that. And that's really where I am today is really helping other people discover, you know, how to become more empowered uh, by educate, getting educated, you know, taking control, right, over their own financial future and investing in things outside of Wall Street. Yeah, I love that. And, and I think it's so important, right? Because I've I've learned the same over the years, right? And Kiyosaki's books were were instrumental in, in helping open my eyes to some of this. But you look at anyone that's truly built wealth for themselves and you know, they they have several things in common. Usually they own businesses. You know, you don't you don't find too many people that have been employees for their entire life or career that have truly built wealth. And if they have, then they've done very well investing and not in traditional investments, 401ks and and just the stock market. Because, you know, to your point, you don't have a lot of control, you know, seven, eight, maybe 10% in a good year is kind of what you're going to expect. And there's a lot of vehicles out there outside of some of these traditional investments that can yield much higher returns, um, including owning businesses. So, uh, you know, his books, Cash Flow Quadrants, one of my favorites. Um, we've actually got the the cash flow board game that that he came out with. Have you awesome. seen that? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. have it as well. Yeah, yeah. Play our with kids our are yeah. yeah, our kids are still still a little young. My oldest is not quite five, so I, I have we've tried it once with the kids and and they weren't quite feeling it. But um, as they get older, you know, definitely excited to you know help teach them some of these things. But you know, I, I love what you're doing, what you've done through the book, what you're doing with your current company and helping people understand some of these other investment options that are out there beyond, you know, these traditional investments where where you don't have, you know, much control over over the outcome. So um, talk to us. I definitely want to dive into the book, but talk to us a little bit about Pantheon Investments and, you know, what you're doing with your your current business and how you help your clients there. Yeah, absolutely. So essentially, we are a niche uh, private equity firm that's focused on bringing alternative investments uh, to our investors and investments that really are multidimensional. So they have cash flow to them. Uh, They're very tax efficient. 
um, and they have you know good potential in terms of being lucrative on the back end, good up, okay. uh, upside. Yeah. Um, so that that is really uh, our focus. Um, a lot of those investments will focus around things such as multifamily real estate, uh, self storage. Uh, we actually have a Bitcoin mining fund uh, hmm. that's coming out uh, this month as well. Yeah, that all share the similar attributes uh, of how to do that. And the way we, we really see our business is, is almost um, really like a family office, right? Okay. Because I think it's very comprehensive in what we're trying to, to tell people, right? It's, it's not only just park your money in some mutual fund or 401k and let it sit there and hope it's gonna appreciate in value. Mm -hmm. But like I said, we're looking for these things that are multidimensional, right? And have, have these different attributes. Um, but we also have some different things. So for instance, the infinite banking policy, um, that's something we also help provide uh, our clients as well, where you can put your money in here it's essentially a whole life insurance policy, but you put your um, put your funds in there. It grows tax free. You can pass it to your heirs tax free. It has asset protection built to it. And then the really cool thing, especially for entrepreneurs and others, is that you can loan against the cash value of the policy. So many wow. times in my entrepreneurial career, right? You know, you've needed liquidity. To be able to do something, but who yeah. wants to keep, you know, all this money just parked in the bank or something, yeah. right? So here it's got a good rate of return. You know, it's very protected, and then you can just loan against it and have your money within forty-eight hours and do what you want. So, wow. so this okay. whole concept, right, of having really, you know, control, right, having control, and then having this end-to-end -end wealth strategy that involves a lot of things. I mean, let's, we could talk about taxes for a second as well, sure. right? Everyone is always thinking about ROI on a particular investment, like, hey, this one's 8%, maybe I can make 9% or the market did this. But just think, you know, taxes are your number one biggest expense in life. Yeah. And, and, and it's only going to get bigger, right? The, the more successful you become, the more money you make. No doubt. So if you put together a really strategic tax plan and actually do some strategic tax planning up front and create an infrastructure for yourself. And let's just say you were able to reduce your taxes conservatively by 10% every year perpetually. And then you had that additional cash flow that could you know, free up and then put into investments. You know, here's where things really start to become exponential. You know, yeah. so you're using like this infinite banking strategy, uh, you're reducing your taxes, right? And then you're investing into these alternative assets that have, you know, multiple streams of cash flow that really protect your downside. And then you can put the cash flow into your infinite banking policy and then, you know, just keep adding velocity and everything. So, so as you, you know, work with all these different components and everything, you know, that's where you can really see, you know, massive, massive value. Right. So it's really having that, that comprehensive strategy, right? It's, it's putting your money in the right places, but also having a good tax strategy to make sure that you're keeping as much of, of your money year in, year out as, as possible. And so, so you guys are consulting with your clients, you know, helping them develop these strategies. You know, you gave us some examples of these alternative investments, you know, multifamily homes, self-storage, um, which, which I'm fascinated with. So, so personally, you know, kind of where we are, young family, third kid on the way, 
you know, starting to, to really be on the track to building some wealth. These are the types of things that, that we're looking at. Um, so are, are you actually finding specific investment opportunities for your, your client and kind of packaging that together for them? Or are you just kind of advising to say, Hey, you know, these are areas you should be looking at, but your clients got to find the, the deals, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that that's a great question, Wes. Um, and and that really is my model. Like they they're what what they they call them operators or sponsors. Yeah, uh, who will actually you know basically do the acquisitions. They found the deal. They do the property management, the asset management, things like that. But I really you know as I kind of talked about, I came into this right with my investor hat on as a limited investor, and I was trying to really figure out how to build wealth. So what I'm trying to do to bring to investors is to, you know, take all of these relationships that I've procured over the past 20 years, right, of people that I know, like, and trust, I put my own money into their deals and everything. And then I'm bringing some diversification to investors. Like I'm cherry pecking the best deals to say like, hey, you know, this is a great deal that you should get into. And, you know, let's say it's in Austin, Texas, right? Uh, this is a great, this is a great operator. Um, the fundamentals work really well in this particular market with this particular asset class. And this is what we're doing. And then, you know, a few months later, we may surface a deal in Orlando, Orlando, Florida. Okay. So totally different market, different operator as well. And what I think that does is it creates some diversification within the strategy. Right. And, yeah. and I really, you know, I, I, I would say I'm very contrarian to traditional diversification as wall street talks about it, which is, you know, you're saying I'm going to go in stocks and bonds and, you know, maybe we'll invest in some REITs and things like that. Right. That's yeah. what they call diversification. Yeah. You know, I would say that we're focused very hard on alternative assets, real estate, but ha within that focus, then you create the diversification. So, so basically, okay you know, you're, you're focused on alternative investments, right? So you're not all over the place with your recommendations, but within these alternative investments, you're trying to help your clients diversify, whether that's, you know, geographically, you know, having investments in different markets, different parts of the country, but also, um, you know, through a variety of these alternative investments, but it sounds like you're doing a lot of the, the legwork and bringing these opportunities. All your clients really need to do is have the capital and and be willing to invest it with you is that correct yeah that's correct and that's the great thing about passive investing right and i know you have a lot of entrepreneurs on your show and same with our audience as well right and i i think this is an interesting distinction right because all of our lives and whatever type of training or anything you go through we're always focused on learning how to make money right but no one talks about how to protect and grow your money Right. Yes. That is not learned. It, it's not taught anywhere. So you have to seek that out through self-education. So our, you know, our mission is really to help try to educate people and, you know, give them, you know, more empowerment, right. By understanding these different concepts, kind of how they work together and then, you know, provide some of these opportunities where we've done all the due diligence, right? We've done a lot of the legwork to uncover and say, hey, you know, this is a really good deal. So that way, what that does is it, it leaves you, you know, the investor to focus on making money, what you do really well, 
and then you know transitioning some of that income right into these investments that just start growing and working for you yeah well i love it right and and you know look at look at the the really wealthy people out there you know guys running hedge funds you know some of your billionaires and stuff do you think they're just taking all their money and throwing it into a 401k or or you know mutual funds and hoping for a 7% return on that you know they may do some of that but those guys and and ladies are doing you know a lot of the type of stuff that that you're talking about you know maybe on a larger scale but you know the the wealthiest people out there these are the type of investment strategies that they're deploying and so really you're just trying to make it more available to you know people that that are maybe not you know quite on that level yet exactly uh, they're they're completely doing that. In fact, that's typically our biggest competition is, you know, like hedge institutional money, right, with yeah. either family offices, say pension funds or something uh, that are competing on the same assets that we are. But we kind of try to stay in that layer that's right below that institutional money, uh, but definitely above levels of, you know, you know, people kind of, let's call them, you know, real estate hackers or kind of just getting into the game, right? Yeah. We're talking about, you know, professional advisors who know, you know, what they're doing. And this is a nice space because what it does is it really allows for the investors to, you know, you know, to create wealth along with the general partners. Yeah, I love it. So, so I imagine a question going through a lot of people's minds that are are listening to this because again a lot of my my audience is you know aspiring entrepreneurs or, or small business owners but they're they're still very much in growth mode right they're looking for uh, you know ways to keep building their wealth and and so you know some people may not be as far along on their wealth building journey as others so I imagine a question a lot of people would have is you know, this all sounds good. It makes sense. But, you know, how much capital do I need to have to be able to start making some of these types of investments? So what does that look like for your clients? What are some of the, I guess, minimum requirements that you may have? You know, does someone need to have hundreds of thousands of dollars that they're ready to invest or can they get in, you know, at a lower level? Yeah, I mean, I think typically with these investments, the you know the minimum investment threshold is around 50k. So okay. I think the hurdle is is not that high. It's significant, but yeah. but but still manageable for people to get in. Um, but I would also caveat that with you know it, it's never too early to start learning, right? So sure. even right, even if you wanted to you know get into this space, you, you didn't have the capital or anything. And I'll give you a perfect example, right? It's my, my daughter's 23. Okay. And we talk about these concepts in our household and mastermind all the time. And I've been talking to her about this. She just graduated college last year. She created this infinite banking strategy where she was able to put the cash that she was saving each year from her job, you know, into this policy. She saved up uh, about 10K or so, 10, 15K, and then um, actually bought her first house. Wow. So they, they bought her first house like a few months after she graduated with her boyfriend. And then now she was able to borrow against the policy mm. to put it into the down payment for that house. And now they've already in less than a year, they've increased the value of the house by about 70K. 
So wow. now she's looking at, okay, can I take those funds out, right? Do a refinance, pull some of those funds out and now go do actually an investment, right? Or, you know, go flip that and do the next house, right? But she's been learning all along the way and using the strategy, right? So I think the, the education is really the first step. And that's kind of what we highlight, right? In our book, it's, it's really four simple steps of, of achieving this wealth strategy. So even if you don't really have the capital uh, right just yet, um, start getting your mindset right. Start increasing your financial IQ on why this really works. And you'd be surprised because as you start to move some of these little components around and everything, um, you'd be surprised at really how quickly you can get the capital and also how motivated you'll be to get it. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, it starts with education, right? Because if you don't, if you don't understand, you know, what you're working towards in terms of, hey, these are some of the investment opportunities that I would like to to be in a position to to get involved in, then you know, you may find yourself where you've you've actually got some money that you're ready to invest, but you don't know what to do with it. And that just increases the likelihood that you're gonna lose that money, right? Or or a portion of it. Cause to your point you know, there's a lot of focus on how to make the money. There's not nearly as much focus on how to keep the money, how to protect it and how to grow that money. Um, I mean, I, I can remember, you know, when we first got to a point where, you know, doing some investments was practical for us. You know, there was, there was one day where we just kind of realized like, we've got over a hundred thousand dollars just sitting in our checking account. What do we do with it? <laughs> right. Yeah. And it yeah. and it took us yeah. a while to to really kind of, you know, educate ourselves on, hey, these are these are some smart ways that we could put this money to work versus just having, you know, all this money sitting in a checking account where it's not growing, it's it's not doing anything. Um, so I, I think that's a great point. You know, love that, you know, with your kids, you've been teaching them these principles uh, you know, early in their lives and and very cool to see them actually applying it. Wes here. You may have noticed there's a franchising theme to this podcast. And that's because franchising's had a massive impact on my life. And it's the very reason I'm walking my own path to freedom. In fact, one of my companies is a franchise consulting company where I work with people to help them understand franchising and determine if it might be a good fit for them. And if it is something they want to explore, then I help them navigate the entire investigative process and ultimately find a franchise business that's a great match for them. You know, the fact of the matter is there are thousands and thousands of franchise businesses out there today. And like anything, there are good ones and there are bad ones. Even out of the many, many great franchise companies, not every one of them would necessarily be a good fit for you. You know, buying a franchise is a huge decision and you don't want to wing it. I've helped many people buy franchise businesses over the years, and my wife and I have bought and own franchises today, and we plan to keep investing in franchise businesses. I love helping people understand this process and help them find a business that's going to be a great fit for them and help them accomplish their goals and ultimately create that freedom in their life that we're all looking for. The best part of all of this is that my services are free to the people I work with, and while I do love to contribute to charities and other great causes, I'm not a nonprofit. I'm compensated by the franchise companies I work with when I introduce them to someone that ends up becoming one of their franchisees. It's very similar to real estate, but with franchises. 
I have the privilege of working with hundreds and hundreds of the best franchise companies out there across practically every industry. So I can be absolutely confident that when I recommend someone to look at a franchise company, I'm introducing them to a very credible and proven company with a solid business model and great support. So if you think you might be interested in learning more about franchising and seeing if it might be right for you, I'd love to speak with you. Get in touch with me by email at wes at path2freedom.com, path, the number two, frdm.com. And also check out my website at path2freedom.com, spelled the same way, where I've got a ton of resources, both franchise and non-franchise related, that will help you start down your own path to freedom. And of course, subscribe to and follow the podcast for more great advice about business ownership. And if you know anyone else that might be interested in speaking with me, please share this podcast with them. Thanks for listening to my shameless plug. Now let's drop back into the episode. Real quickly, and then I want to move on to, to have you talk a little bit about the book. You know, if, if someone were interested in working with your company, Pantheon Investments, what, is, what does that kind of look like? Are you guys charging like a management fee? you know, on, on investments that you're doing for people or what is, what is kind of the structure or the relationship look like there, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, sure. So typically the process is, you know, having an initial call with us, um, okay. you know, we'll have, have a call with you really understand what your, you know, goals are, uh, what your background is and everything. And then we can kind of talk and see if it's a fit for you, um, explain kind of how things work. And then we really have this, you know, huge channel of educational resources that we help people get you know, smarter on the types of investments that we have. And then when an investment uh, does become available, uh, we provide notifications and they usually fill up very fast. Okay. Um, uh, it's it's amazing how fast they actually go uh, when we get opportunities because because they're good ones. Um, and then uh, folks are able to basically just go through the process of investing. You know, all you do is really write the check as a passive investor, and then you start receiving your passive income. Um, but we're in this for the long haul. I mean, the the hold period is typically around five years for these types of investments. Okay. So we're looking at creating you know long term relationships with people. Um, um, and really being, you know, a trusted source uh, that can help you grow your wealth. So it's kind of on a once once you're in, you know, it's kind of on a first come first serve basis when you guys put out a notification. Hey, here's here's a deal. Here's an investment opportunity. There's going to be limited number of spots to to get in on that. And once they're filled, they're filled. And if you didn't get in, you're kind of waiting for the next one. Yeah, correct. Okay. And there's all kinds of compliance around this because these are security offerings. So it's kind of managed by the SEC. So there, it's very tight in terms of, you know, what we're able to advertise and talk about in terms of deals. Sure. That that makes perfect sense. So yeah. so but it sounds like for for a lot of what you guys are doing, it is going to be multiple investors in on a single deal, like say it's a multifamily, like I don't know, an apartment complex. Yeah, correct likely not going to be a single investor in on that. It's going to be split up into chunks. You know, Hey, I'm putting hundred K in X number of other people are putting hundred exactly. K in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The a total raise might be say 15 million or something. And uh, everyone comes in and, you know, brings all of that together to, and that, you know, that's basically the equity portion, mm -hmm. right. Of a multifamily asset. And then we get the bank debt 
that's tied to that as well. So, so it's basically, and, and that what's that's called, it's called a syndication, yep. right? Which is essentially a form of crowdfunding. And yep. that's how this all started to become more popular after the Jobs Act is that you could start doing this type of, of really, you know, syndications and crowdfunding at a larger level, you know, really for accredited investors and, and such. Yeah. And it, and it makes it, it makes it easier for, for more people to start making these types of investments, right? It kind of chunks it down into bite-sized investments versus saying, Hey, I need, I need to raise 15 million to go buy this, this apartment complex. Um, you know, most people aren't, aren't going to be in a position to do that, but if they can get a piece of it um, and then they can really start, start building that wealth. Um, I've got some experience with syndications and the franchise work that I do in fact, I'm working with a, a group right now that's doing something very similar, um, you know, looking to do a big multi-unit investment in, in a particular franchise concept. Um, and, and the vast majority of the people that will be involved in that, it's, it's just a passive investment for them. Um, yeah. So um, love that. We'll make sure that, that we post, uh, you know, your website link and anything else. And before we wrap this up today, I'll, I'll let you give a little call to action. If you know, anyone listening is interested in connecting with you and, and learning more about it, but definitely want to make sure we have a chance to, to talk about the book. Uh, you've ref referenced it a couple of times. Tell us, tell us what the name of the book is and, and where people can find it. Yeah, absolutely. It's called the holistic wealth strategy. And it is on Amazon, and I'm actually working on a, a complete rewrite this year. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's the goal. Uh, but it is out there on Amazon uh, right now, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll give a link at the end uh, where you can download an ebook version. Okay. Well, awesome. For free. Yeah. So, so so in the in the book, you talk about you know these different phases of of kind of a wealth building strategy right walk us i mean obviously don't give away everything in the book not that we have enough time to do so anyways but you know kind of walk us through what are these phases um and and maybe you know share a couple of the you know key thoughts that that you know you cover in the book yeah for sure so wes it really is boiled down into four simple steps on how to create a wealth strategy, right? And the first one, it's as we talked about earlier, it, this is really all about you, right? So you, it's about creating a vision for yourself and for your family. Um, if, you don't, if you don't have a vision for yourself, you don't have a target, you're gonna miss every time, yep. right? So you gotta have that vision, it's gotta be crystal clear because that's what drives you, you know, in the morning. Um, it's all about your mindset. Right. And creating that mindset to be, you know, one that's curious and a lifelong learner where you are open to new ideas and debunking things that you might have learned from your parents, you know, your family, whatever. All of this conventional wisdom that, you know, we're inundated with, you know, how about you get smarter uh, right on some of these facts and then you can make an educated decision. Um, I think that's that's really crucial uh, to increasing your financial IQ, um, also improving your mindset. And we talk a little bit about health as well, because I think health is really, you know, understated, but you could have all the wealth in the world. But if you didn't have your health, right, where would it get you? Yeah, you'd um, still be you'd be miserable. It wouldn't make any difference. 
You'd be miserable. Exactly. So, you know, I think that's really huge. And, you know, my goal is to live to 116. So um, I have a a very huge goal around longevity, vitality. So what am I doing today that's going to position me to be able to do that? right? So I need to increase my health IQ. Like I'm always interested in, you know, biohacking, you know, different ideas, um, all kinds of treatments, looking at different markers, all these kinds of things, you know, to do that. And actually, I mean, just to give you like a real example, um, had I not been proactive about this, probably about six years ago, I went into my doctor who, who is awesome. I mean, he is, he focuses on integrative medicine and did this uh, proactive active test around scanning uh, my carotid, my arteries, and found I had one artery, even though I work out every day, I had one artery that was over 50% blocked. Wow. You know, which he said was basically like a time bomb, you know, there was a, you know, there's going to be a point where it's going to stop, right? It's going to get completely blocked. So thank goodness, right? I was paying attention to this and I was mindful about it to really understand that. And now I've gone back and see him and he's saying that, you know, my arteries are like someone who's six, seven years younger than I am right now. So it's awesome. So I I think that's really the first step. I agree. Right. I mean, your mindset, but taking care of yourself, right? Because it's also, it's going to give you more energy. You're going to be in a much better position to actually go out and accomplish some of the things that you're working towards versus if you're tired all the time or sick all the time and just don't have the the mental or the physical energy but i love the goal of living to 116 i was gonna are you a dave asprey <laughs> fan <laughs> um i you know he's got some good work out there <laughs> um i just because i i think i've read you know a couple of his books um I think his goal is to live to like 180 is what he he says okay. all the time. Okay. I, I don't know, yeah. you know, how realistic that is or not. But hey, like you said, if you don't have a goal, if you don't have a target that you're shooting for, you're you're you know shooting in the dark anyway. So yeah, love love that piece of it. So that's kind of the first phase, right? Is is get your mindset right, you know, get clear on your goals and and really just kind of educate yourself. And to your point from earlier you know, if you're not educated on these things, then you really don't have any control, right? Because you're, yeah. you're very limited in terms of what you even, you know, have the ability to do with your money. Yeah, absolutely. So then, you know, once, once you kind of have that, that baseline foundation, uh, we move into the second phase, which is all about actually creating an infrastructure uh, for yourself and around your wealth. And a lot of people haven't really thought about this, but again, this is why we like having an overall strategy. And what I mean by setting up an infrastructure is um, number one, tax strategy, right? You could, there's probably different ways that you could create different entities um, where different sources of income are coming in that could be taxed at different rates. Yep. Um, you can potentially be having maybe your kids, you know, working in your business for you, or you can create a side hustle or things like that that could support your tax strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, but really having that proactive strategy and look over the years of, you know, 15 years of being an entrepreneur and running businesses, I've fired five different accounting firms and, you know, finally got to the right one who understood really the potential, right, of what you could achieve. And really taxes are essentially a roadmap Mm -hmm. of incentives for you to be able to build wealth, 
right? But it's really business owners and investors that can take advantage of that. So yeah. if you understand what that roadmap is, we're doing things that the government wants you to do. We're investing in multifamily properties because the government wants you to do that. We get depreciation, you know, write-offs and things like that because, you know, we're supporting the community in some and such. So that tax strategy is absolutely key. Um, also, this infinite banking that we talked about is such, this is a cornerstone to almost all family offices and how they set up and they operate. Uh, major banks, major you know, corporations, um, lots of people in, in, in Congress and politicians um, are, who are actually smart about this topic, you know, set this up so that you can really become your own bank and get back, you know, more control. And then, like I said, you know, you have these multi-dimensional, really benefits coming from this thing where you, you're growing tax-free. You have asset protection. You can pass on legacy wealth to your heirs. I mean, which is really, really powerful. And if you start to set that up early, um, like again, just using my daughter's example, at 23, if she funds this policy with just you know, 10K a year, this will grow until she's 65. She'll have about two and a half million in the policy, have complete access to that cash. And that's going to create, you know, almost a six figure cash flow stream for her that will also, you can't um, outlive your money. So even if she makes it to 116, also, you still have that cash flow coming in. So it's really key to kind of set these things up. And then the last thing that we talk about as well is really you know, doing some asset planning and, and asset protection uh, is really key that you're you know, protecting your wealth and preserving it as you go. Yeah, so, so again, very comprehensive. Um, I, I've learned from experience that you know, having a good CPA and someone that can advise you on your tax strategy is, is huge. I'll never forget the first year that we were, uh, you know, as a family, completely independent, right? We didn't have any W-2 income from employers. And I'll never forget the tax, the, the check that we had to write for our tax bill. It was, yeah. it was just insane, right? And, and right, you know, right. I, I think it's a common thing for you know, newer business owners, newer entrepreneurs, you know, we weren't like planning ahead. We weren't, you know, really putting money aside thinking, hey, we're going to have this, you know, massive tax bill, you know, coming up You know, we had the money to pay it, but it was, it was a shock. Right. And it was like, yeah. we, we were sitting there planning for ways to use, you know, a, a good portion of that money that ended up going towards our, our taxes. And so, you know, like you said, we've, had, you know, a couple different CPAs at this point. So having someone that can really give you some good advice on how to maximize the tax benefits, because, you know, that's what it is. It's, it's taking advantage of the benefits that the government's put in place to incentivize people to start businesses, to invest in things like multifamily, uh, you know, homes and, and things of that nature. So that's, that's very key. And, and I know that's a mistake. Uh, that a lot of people make is, is just not having their tax strategy. And, and there's probably a lot of money being left on the table because they, they don't have a good tax strategy. So, so taking this back to your business, is, is this something that you're helping your clients with, you know, is, is making sure they have the right infrastructure and the right tax strategy 
in place, you know, before yeah, they start so we're investing? Not, yeah, we are not CPAs. We're not right. financial advisors, right? Um, but we are helping educate people around various tax strategies that they can implement in their overall wealth strategy, okay. right, to, to accelerate their growth. So we have, you know, a good network, um, uh, I think, of CPAs that that agree uh, with our philosophy and what they're doing. Um, so yeah, we kind of, you know, provide kind of support for that. Um, on the infinite banking side, we do help people uh, establish uh, that approach. Um, and, you know, also have just a lot of resources, you know, for, for all these other infrastructure pieces. Okay. So, so it's more educational and then resources and you've got networks. So someone said, Hey, I, I don't have a good CPA. You've got CPAs that you could at least make introductions to and, and let yes. them decide yeah. if it's a good fit. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you, you know, you've mentioned family office a couple of times. Could you explain in case there's anyone listening that's not familiar with the term family office? Because I, it is essentially you guys are bringing a family office opportunity to, to your clients. And that's something that usually, you know, really, really high net worth people are, are you know, setting up their own family offices. So do you, do you mind taking a moment just to kind of sure, unpack that? Sure. Yeah. So a family office is essentially a, a team of experts uh, that supports a particular family or set of families um, who have very high net worth. Uh, in some cases, 30 million, 50 million, 100 million. Uh, these are different types of thresholds for certain family offices that run. And that would, you know, that whole team will consist of, you know, a tax strategist, you know, someone setting up the infinite banking, someone doing the estate planning, somebody looking at cash flow planning and everything. Um, while the business owners are focused on building their businesses and everything, you have this entire team that's really, you know, creating true legacy wealth. Um, so we, I'm actually involved in the family office club. Uh, in fact, I have a meeting uh, on Friday and was just at the summit um, in December. So I'm very close to what uh, some of the latest, uh, you know, things are, are, you know, in terms of strategies, in terms of metrics, things that people are looking for, in terms of economic indicators that family offices are tracking and how they're investing. Um, but yeah, you typically need a very large uh, sum of net worth uh, to be able to access one of these. Yeah. Um, well, thanks. I just wanted to make sure people kind of understood, you know, family office, because understanding that I think it makes the services that you're providing all the more valuable. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you, and, and I guess it kind of this just popped into my mind as you've been talking, but, you know, what you just mentioned around, you know, being, you know, close to what other family offices are doing and looking at something you mentioned earlier, um, you know, you've got some investment options that, that I think you said are tied to Bitcoin mining. Um, how, how big of a role do you feel cryptocurrency is going to play, uh, you know, for people, you know, that are looking to build significant wealth going forward? Yeah, I'm extremely bullish on okay. crypto. Um, and again, my, you know, my career as an entrepreneur was uh, as a, a tech CEO, we ran a consulting company. So I'm very close to technology. And I just truly believe in the fundamentals 
um, of this, basically this digital currency, right? That's not being manipulated by federal governments. So a completely decentralized currency uh, is very powerful. Um, and you can think about it with a lot of different aspects and not having necessarily middlemen uh, involved, like all the banks, everyone taking fees and things like that. Um, also, you know, this concept of really having a store of value and digital gold, uh, because there's a limited quantity, you know, there's only going to be 21 million Bitcoin uh, created. So, um, you know, there is definitely some scarcity to it and, and how that works. Um, and also the fact that all of these, you know, uh, very large uh, institutions are supporting this, financial institutions, um, companies like PayPal, right, who have also onboarded, you know, Bitcoin as, as part of how they do transactions, because all of those companies want to make money on it as well, and they can through fees, right? So they're completely on board and the government is backing it as well. So I think, you know, look, I'm not a, a trader, a speculative trader. You know, we're long-term investors um, where we, we like to buy and hold, right? And cash flow and things. Uh, so from the mining operation perspective, we're able to do that. But I can also, you know, just jumping back to the family office. I mean, it was amazing just, I mean, just two months ago in December, at the annual family office summit, they had a cryptocurrency panel there of just some absolutely top-notch A players. And the room, it was standing room only. Wow. In, of all the sessions over the two days, that one was the absolute most packed and everyone was completely bullish on crypto. Um, so I definitely believe in the, you know, the long-term um, of that. And, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's my position. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's fascinating. Um, cause you've got a lot of different opinions out there. Right. But to hear that, you know, you were at this summit and people that clearly know what they're doing when it comes to investing and, and wealth building strategies, you know, everyone's, one's pretty bullish on, on, uh, I mean, I'm buying Bitcoin right now and I'm certainly not a trader. I don't know enough to be a trader. I don't have the time to watch it you know, to be a trader, but, you know, long-term I'm, I'm starting to put some money in it and, you know, Bitcoin's down pretty significantly from, you know, where it was six months ago. So I'm buying. Um, and, yeah. Uh, I think the way to do it is if you want to do it conservatively West, it's just, you know, buy maybe 50% Bitcoin, 50% Ethereum yep. and just dollar cost average, That's, you know, yeah. just, just, just buy every month, every week. And, yeah. you know, plan on holding it for the next 10 years exactly. uh, because the, the price, you know, that we're seeing in the latest like forecasting models, like in the next uh, five years is, you know, around potentially 300K, 380K uh, could be. So um, it, it, it's definitely going up. And then on the mining side, um, and this is why we created a, a fund on the mining side, is very fascinating because, you know, we're able to, mining consists of, of basically two costs where you have an energy cost mm -hmm. and then you have the cost of the machines. Um, and our partner is able to procure these amazing energy contracts at some of the lowest in the country. So we can actually mine for a cost of 10K or less per Bitcoin. So it's insanely profitable, even at, you know, even as the Bitcoin, you know, price changes, 
um, and it's very volatile, we're still very you know, profitable on how you do this. And then you also have the depreciation component where you can offset 90% wow. um, in year one. Uh, yeah, because, because you're basically buying equipment, you know, yeah. you're buying machines. So yeah. you get a massive depreciation um, hit on that. And then, you know, we're setting this up where you're mining and then paying for some of the mining. So it cash flows on a monthly basis. But, but your investors, they, they're not actually doing the mining themselves, correct? No, it's, no. it's again, no, a passive it's, investment. it's all passive investment. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's exactly. the beautiful thing, right? Because you can be like me and, and still not understand what the hell Bitcoin mining actually means, <laughs> but but be able to get involved and, and make some passive income off of it. Um, so that's that's fascinating. I mean, I could I could pick your brain about these types of things all day long. Um, one question I wanted to ask you, you know, before we we wrap this up is and I understand, you know, you're not a financial advisor, you don't have a crystal ball, you know, there's, there's regulations involved here, right? So you're in no position to make guarantees in terms of, you know, returns, but you know, what is, what is, what is typical or what is your goal, you know, for your clients in terms of how long they should expect to start seeing an ROI, right? Say I put a hundred thousand dollars in, um, you know, to, to some investment opportunities that, that you, you know, we're recommending to your clients, what is kind of a typical expectation for, you know, how quickly I start seeing some, some passive income coming back in? Yeah. In a lot of cases, I mean, it's coming in like probably within the first 30, 45 days, okay. right. As we take ownership of the property, depending, you know, if it's already a stabilized asset, right. Um, and it's already cash flowing. Yeah. You will see cash flow very soon. Um, and sometimes that could be paid on a monthly uh, basis or quarterly basis. Um, we, we usually have a lot of them that are on a monthly basis. Okay. Now, if it's a, like a value add type of opportunity uh, where like we have one asset in Atlanta right now, and the first year was basically to, you know, do renovations, remodel and things like that. So there's no cash flow because those units are empty sure. right, as you're renovating them. So sure. in that case, you get like higher cash flow in the later years. Years, right. And then higher profit on the exit. And the exit is typically, like I said, five years is kind of the standard Normal. industry hold period. Yeah. Could could be sooner, you know, but but five is is the best. Well, I, I love that concept, right? Where you've got the cash flow, but then there's the opportunity for a larger return on the exit. Um, I was having this conversation with my wife at dinner the other night, and you know, we were talking about uh some of the things that that we want to do going forward. Um, and, you know, now we're in a position where we've got pretty good cash flow coming from multiple places. It's, you know, from businesses, from the little bit of real estate we currently own. Um, but I was kind of talking to her, I said, look, cash flow is great. And, and I love cash flow, but I also want to start working on some things that can really set us up for like some windfalls, right, where we can have you know, huge chunks of money coming in, and then that can put us in a position to to really level up. Um, so I, I kind of look at this the same way as you get, you know, on average, say five years of good cash flow, but then you know a little more of a windfall at the end, um, and then you can can kind of move on to the next. 
Yeah, and especially right now, Wes, right? We, you know, with inflation being around six or seven percent right now. I yeah. mean, if you've got money in the bank account, I mean, you're just, you know, throwing it out the window right now. So you want to put that money to work for you as soon as possible. And again, when you have these tax efficient type things, you know, you can really offset that income. So ideally, all of that income comes to you in really, uh, you know, completely tax-free positioning, e even, even on the back end, right? Wow. I mean, that that's the goal to really get to. And I can give you a really kind of a simple example, right? If you were Please. to compare this to, uh, you know, what a typical financial planner, you know, might talk about, right, is, you know, let's, let's say you were able to build up a nest egg of 2 million, right, by the time you're 65. Their advice then is to take out 4%, of, of the income at that point and hope you don't outlive your money, right? But you yeah. take out 4%. So 4% on 2 million, right? It, it, you know, you have, that's your, that's your income, right? Mm -hmm. Coming off, off of that. And if you were to compare that to our scenario, right? And you had that, that same uh, 2 million, you know, you could actually completely double the amount of cash flow coming in because you're now taking home like 8% on the return, right? Which is actually double and you're paying no taxes on it, right? And you're still growing from appreciation on the back end. Right. Right. Yeah. So you're because that's all you're trying to create, right? Is a cash flow stream. So in this scenario, you're doubling your cash flow and you keep increasing that every couple of years, right? As you have uh, equity events. Yeah, I like your way better. Uh, the the numbers seem to uh, <laughs> to work. <laughs> yeah, out I mean, a once better. you do the math, I mean, that's the other thing. You know, you start to do the math, and then you know, I tell people just get in the game. You know, just just do a deal, right? And then you see you see how that works, and it's just like wow. I, yeah. I mean, it it blows your mind of where you, you really could be. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's like so many things in life, right? I mean, I I work with people that are looking to to get into business for themselves and you know, I coach them, my specialties, franchise ownership, but, you know, I, I see a lot of people that they're just really scared to take that first step because it's, it's the unknown, right? It's uncomfortable. You know, they don't know exactly how it's going to play out. And, and for most people, assuming they, you know, they can push through the, the fear, uncertainty and doubt and actually take that first step, they realize, wow, I'm, I'm learning as I go. I don't need to have it all figured out. I think this is the same, right? I mean, for a lot of people, what you're talking about is is kind of foreign concepts, right? Because it's not, you know, how most people have been raised to think about, you know, investing and, and building wealth. But once you get started, like you said, you do that first deal and you kind of realize, holy crap, this this can work. And, and you just keep learning more and you keep building on that foundation. And, um, you know, having people like you and, and your company that are there to, to guide you, you know, for, for someone that doesn't, uh, you know, have as much experience, that's, that's huge. So um, love what you guys are doing and, and how you're helping your clients. I mean, this is, these are all things that, you know, for, for my wife and I, and where we're at in our lives with our family, you know, these things are top of mind for us. So um, I, I really appreciate, you know, everything that you're doing. Where, where would be a good starting point for someone? I mean, obviously your book, uh, you know, is, is full of good information to help someone start 
better understanding some of these concepts and, and to, you know, kind of get their own personal foundation in place. Yeah. If someone were yeah. interested in, in, you know, working with you at, at Pantheon Investments, where, where would be a good starting point? Yeah, so I'll just give a link to our website, which is pantheoninvest.com forward slash wealth hyphen strategy. Okay. And at that link, you can actually download a free e-version e of the book. Um, so that's a great place you can you can start learning. Um, happy to connect with anyone on on LinkedIn or anything as well, and just you know get this conversation started. Excellent. Well, we'll post that in the show notes to make it easy for people to find you. Um, anything that we did not hit on today that you were hoping to share with the audience? Is there anything that um, you know maybe maybe I didn't ask about that that you'd like to to make sure you have a chance to hit on? Yeah, no, I think we covered everything, Wes. It was it was good. And, you know, you can finish uh, seeing the four steps in the wealth strategy um, again at that pantheoninvest.com forward slash wealth hyphen strategy. Excellent. Well, Dave, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate this. Before I let you go, if you can give me like another 60 seconds, I like to do what I call a lightning round at the end of all of my my podcast episodes. This is the same four questions that I ask every guest that comes on the show. Um, so we can run through this real quickly if, if you have just another moment. Um, the, the first question is simply, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? And that could be business advice, life advice, just best piece of advice. Yeah, really, uh, you know, believing in yourself, right? And, and following, you know, your, your, your passion and your purpose. Love that. Very, very powerful. Um, second question is, and I'm curious with you, right? Because you're you're a, a biohacker. You're going to live to 116 at least. So curious if you have any sort of a morning routine, something you try to do every single morning to prime yourself for a successful day. What does the morning of a guy that's going to live to 116 look like? It's a, it's, it's a lengthy one. Uh, so, so I do drink espresso in the morning, my, right. one of my favorite habits, but, uh, after that, um, I work out, um, I do a lot of, uh, cycling is, is kind of my, my main sport. Okay. Uh, so I'll usually, uh, work out. Um, I do meditation, uh, after that, um, I do journaling. I have a gratitude practice. Um, and you know, then, then I start my day. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah, all all recurring, uh, you know, kind of themes that I hear from from other successful entrepreneurs. So appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, hey, we've talked about your book, um, but I'm curious what book you're reading right now. Um, there is a good book I'm reading right now called uh, Heads I Win, Tales You Lose. And it is all about the infinite banking strategy Okay, um, that really talks about that. So that's what's on my nightstand at the moment. Very cool. Last question is simply, what is your definition of freedom and are you living it? A hundred percent. So my definition of freedom is actually four different things. There's four freedoms. So okay. there's freedom of money, there's freedom of time, there's freedom of purpose, and there's freedom of relationship, mm -hmm. right? Because having that purpose to do what you want to do, um, being able to obviously have the financial means 
to do what you want to be able to do. Um, freedom of relationship, right? Having great conversations like this right now, yeah. right? That's really important to me. That's how I spend my day. And, you know, we work with investors who we want to work with, right? Yeah. And, 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 right, and creating these bonding relationships um, and, and freedom of time. Right. Uh, especially as an entrepreneur, right. To be able to work, you know, when you want to work and structure that time for your, for your family, for yourself. Uh, so I see uh, freedom in four different dimensions. I like the way you package that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, get a lot of different variations to, to the answer uh, to that question, but I think that's a very, very good way of packaging it. So um, well, Dave, again, man, really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing all this information and, and your knowledge with myself and the audience. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Like I said earlier, love, love the services that you're providing to your clients and uh, all the education that you're, you're helping, you know, so that people can build wealth for themselves and, and put themselves in a position to have, you know, these four different types of freedom. So thanks again. And thanks everyone for dropping in on another episode of the Path to Freedom podcast. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know when a new episode is released. You can also check me out on my website at www.path2frdm.com. And if you want more information about franchising or just want to say hello, feel free to contact me at Wes at Path2FRDM.com. Thanks again. Now go drop in.